0: Good evening. Do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. A welcome to Station W E F U N K, better known as We Funk, or deeper still, the mothership connection.
1: Okay, maybe we, should, maybe maybe we should uh like start breaking these episodes up into like two different podcasts. Probably three. You know. <laughs> The family, the family, the jobs, the politics is too, and then this football thing is just like a byproduct of the whole thing. Uh, well,
0: I don't know. We could try it. I was going to say breaking it up into two or three episodes. We've already tried that. <laughs> that's normal.
1: Yeah, sometimes not even enough. Get Adam, you know free agents. Well, yeah, that's coming. That's coming. We got draft. We got rookies. Definitely got to do a free agent one before free agency opens. Yeah, that that's got to be about the next one, right? Yeah, there are some juicy prospects. I've been looking. My watch list is uh, pretty full. I got to scroll at least a little bit to get through all of them. But you know me. There's not too many players I don't like. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. I'm going to try to be a little more financially responsible this year on all my dead cap.
0: Uh, well, that's a good plan. See if you can uh, beat Jeremy out at least. Just Jeremy had the honor last week of being the first team to get the uh, – horrible commissioner message saying you have to start reducing your, your, your salary cap numbers or face uh, the commissioner cutting players from your team. Oh yeah. He was, he was uh, 150 bucks over the cap.
1: Oh, well that's a dollar or two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm pretty flexible in the off season, but that was far enough over that. I, and I didn't say it had to be today. What basically in the off season, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, Trying to prod him in the right direction, but so basically, what it was is he had to have uh, his cap down by the end of restricted free agency. So he, and he still had a couple weeks or something, but right. But no, he got that text and jumped on it. I don't know if you saw, but he cut a handful of guys and then traded away Devontae Adams. Uh,
1: I, I did see it. I'm, I'm always kind of lurking, so maybe yeah. some man players got added to my watch list. Who knows? Yeah,
0: yeah, it could happen. But, yeah no devonte adams for the 101 he traded with
1: uh with big fish there boys and
0: boys and black band band-aid body
1: bags uh, that trade's super interesting to me and I, I don't well jeremy's cap issues yeah i i understand that like a lot you know take the cheaper rookie plus it's the 101 yep um can we say fish is going for it this year or next well he's he's putting together a pretty decent squad
0: you know i mean Zeke Elliott and James Conner as the starting running backs now and uh Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams as his receivers. Like
1: anti higgins. higgins
0: Yeah, as his third one.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. That sounded like something going on over there.
0: Yeah, it could be. That's uh that's a different team than he fielded last year. I guess that's one way to say it.
1: If I'm not mistaken, when we did the episode, Fish finished number one in receivers, anyways, and then just added Devontae Adams. Yeah, league should probably take notice on that.
0: Yeah. Now I will say, I mean, he's got some uh some restricted free agents on his roster still, but that move did put him right now seventy dollars over the cap, though. He might be the second recipient of a uh text message from the commissioner here. Uh oh. Yeah.
1: Fish call me, I'm willing to trade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's gonna have some work to do to get himself down under the cap, you know. I don't know, cut Zeke or Cut
1: Adams, something like that. I'd probably cut Adams. Yeah. Well, it was both. That'll give him plenty of money. Oh, uh, fish, before you cut him, I'll give you a third. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, we're not
0: talking any Joe Mixon caliber players here.
1: Yeah. No, I, yeah, make it a fourth fish next year.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, with that trade, I mean, Devontae Adams, I know he likes Jarvis Landry, but that makes moving on from your $75 Jarvis Landry a little more palatable. <laughs>
1: Oh, right there put some under right yeah yeah that would take care of it i'm looking then, at this team real quick paris campbell i
0: was going to say then if he doesn't want to get rid of landry which it makes sense to keep him i mean he's a solid fantasy player but uh yeah like you just said paris campbell gives you 30 bucks back you know uh baker mayfield gives you 94 you know
1: so yeah it might be time to sell that one when when i was sitting down looking at you know, some future episodes, like a little team advice and stuff. That's something I that actually came over. Pre- yeah. Preview Fish, you might be paying them too much, but that's for a later episode. Yeah. Yeah. So He and, and, could do something pretty quickly to get way under this number and not be an issue. Well, and
0: that's exactly
1: why at this point I haven't given
0: him the warning so to speak yet. I mean, a week before a week before free agency start or finishes, restricted free agency finishes. Um, yeah. Then we'll Maybe start letting it fly if he hasn't made any cuts yet. But uh, yeah, this there's two players he could cut that get him that makes sense to cut that get him under the uh,
1: cap right now. Right, and then considering he don't have any draft picks because he traded them all. Like, yeah, it'll
0: be fun. Yeah, and that, that's really what earned Jeremy the message that I had. I sent is I was looking at his roster and it wasn't the case. He was going to have to cut four or five or even more players to make it happen
1: right there is more work to do yeah and, and jeremy's got the, all the draft picks now so
0: yeah 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 so jeremy's actually still going to have to do some work to stay under the gap i mean he got himself pretty high uh but it could happen so that's going to be one to watch
1: all right we want to only talk about their trade guys sorry <laughs> i know we get a little in depth here yeah yeah you see a winner or loser from that trade ian
0: uh, no, and that's the, that's the wonderful, crazy thing about Dynasty is in a vacuum, I would say that Devontae Adams is worth more than just a first-round pick, even if it's the 101. You know, I'd be looking for, he's a little bit older, so first and the third maybe, first and, uh, you, you know, could you have gotten the first and Jarvis Landry even, or something like that? Although, but that's the thing with, with Dynasty for one, and then the, you add in the salary cap. Now you include Jarvis Landry in that trade. He just hurt himself again. You know, that's still 75 bucks and he doesn't have to spend. So, right. So given that he was sitting on Adams. Yeah, I think that's a good trade. You know, I mean, he wasn't going to go out and get a better draft pick. He might've gotten more draft picks, but he wasn't going to get a better one.
1: And, and let's face it. We want to make all these spectacular moves, but like when you're trying to, when he, at the point he's trying to move Devonte Adams, you know what? The rest of us know why. Yeah. So, like, you're not getting maximum value when you're not in the power of the position. Yeah. So, yeah. for all things considered, that is as well as I think he could have done at this juncture right now. Yeah, and,
0: and I think so. Like, he even tried to shop him to me. We were talking about it because, I mean, he called to see what I meant by the text and stuff. Because And, uh, of course, not that I don't have any interest in Devontae Adams. I just couldn't find a place for him on my team. Uh, so, that's the thing is... Not everyone's over the cap, but people are starting to bump up against it. So the idea of adding
1: a hundred dollar player to my team was
0: difficult. I couldn't figure out who I would give up to to bring him on.
1: Yeah, see, you're you're in my boat. You haven't done much in RFA. I I don't know exactly what you got in, but I think you're around the 110, 115 like I am. Uh, I got ninety one dollars right now. Okay, so you're a little less, but but you really don't have any money. No, no. I mean, I don't have a first round pick,
0: so. I've got the money to sign my draft picks and leave me with 50 bucks for the season.
1: Right. Which is probably what you want going into the season.
0: Uh, which yeah. it's I, I didn't wind up here by accident, I guess was the best way to say it.
1: Right. Yeah. That's why I keep looking. I do have a first round draft pick and I actually, um, well, we can get into it. I, I traded um, Hopkins for St. Brown in a first round pick next year. Mm-hmm. Uh. That that was my salary move. I, I was cutting players in the well last season, so I could get them off my books quicker. But um I, I was cutting players I did not want to cut because I could not get them all under the cap. So I felt the pressure to move a high dollar player, and Hopkins just happened to be my high dollar player. Sure. Again, not that I want to get rid of him, but I think I got fair value for him.
0: Yeah. Again, I, I think that's another another good trade that that in a vacuum maybe you look at it and you're like, oh, did he. Well, that one even in the vacuum looks pretty decent, but when you add in the layers of salary cap pressure and age and stuff like that in the, in a salary cap league like this, it, it makes a lot of things that might not make sense immediately. It starts to make a lot of those really make sense.
1: Right. Cause it's just not the, it's just not the assets of the whole thing in this league. It's, it's more than that. Yeah. All right. Do we have another big trade that we didn't get to some uh, pretty good running back got trading or something? Mm-hmm. Which one was that? Yeah, the, the big guy. It don't look like he can ever run. but score shit tons of points. Who, Henry? Oh, yeah, Henry.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess it's been a while since we did a podcast, hasn't
1: it? It's been hey. a, a real little bit. Oh, I thought you were playing the game with me there. Sorry, dude. I wasn't being tech. No, no, not at all. I just I knew about the Henry trade, but I'm like, man, that was ages ago. I think me and you talked about it, but didn't do a podcast that night, to, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's where the confusion was.
0: Yeah, that was was a big-boy trade there, though, for sure. Thielen and and Henry for Rashad Bateman and two first-round picks. Oh, no, a first and a second. A first and a second. That's what it was,
1: yeah. A a first and a second. The 102, no less, not just a first. Yeah. Like, that makes a big difference, too, in this whole trade. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a lot more impressive than if you got the 110 or something. Exactly. Um, so, I, you, me and you talked the last time that we didn't record anything, but I didn't completely like the trade from uh, Augie's side. I, I think he was in a position to go for it. Um, Henry is the proven commodity right now. Mm-hmm. But when we were talking, you, you made some compelling arguments, and I didn't, I'm not completely in everybody's salary cap space. I didn't yep. know that. Uh, Keith was like really worrying about that. So going back to look he's still not in bad shape.
0: No and and so what happened was a couple days before that trade a day or two I'm not sure I got a text from Keith asking about how it works with players that are on IR (laughs) and on uh, the taxi squad and how their salaries aren't counted into the the cap space on them because anytime you put a player on IR or you put them on the taxi squad they no longer count against your salary cap. And so Keith noticed that he had somewhere in the neighborhood of $300 worth of players on IR and something in the neighborhood of $100 or $150 in cap space. So he realized that as everyone came off of IR, he was going to get the same message that I was just talking about that, that Jeremy did get. And so I I think that made him look long and hard about at his, at, at his expensive players there. And, uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously he did and and chose to trade uh,
1: Thielen and and Henry based on that.
0: And and I actually think it was the right pick. You know,
1: I have a lot of concerns about Henry going in the next season. As you probably should, all the markers are coming there. And and I'm a bit more of a gambler than you on things. And I'm like, I just want, like, guys I think are going to produce. Sure. I think Henry's got one one more year, maybe two. And, And that was my mentality, my thinking with Keith. Once you start adding the salary cap thing back into here, it just makes so much more sense, especially getting the 102 pick. Like, whoa, sure. Like, again, like you said, it's not the 110, it's the 102. He's going to get a replacement for Henry there. Yeah. At a lot less money.
0: A lot less money. And he just got six or seven years back, or maybe even eight, depending on the age of the guy coming out. Yes. But. That's really the thing, though, is, and that was the sticking point when we talked about this before, is you, like you said, you go with the guys that you think are going to do it. You play, and obviously successfully, you know, going to the playoffs each and every season, but you play off your gut more. And I'm all about the averages, percentages, you know, what's the percent chance that this is going to happen versus that. And if you look at all the contributing factors with, with Henry, especially when you factor in his age, the chance of him having a strong season this year is extremely small. Now I'd even concede and say, okay, yeah, maybe you get the one good year out of him, but I will guarantee you that it's not two.
1: Yeah. I, I uh, two, two years is even long for me uh, of be even being a little gambling on it, maybe in the big picture. Uh, and maybe it's just where my team is right now. I just value, I might value draft picks so much less than players right now. Mm-hmm. But but I'm such in the mode of like, does one more player get me over the hump? Does you know sure, th- sure. Th- does this get me over the hump? Does this get me over the hump? So so that, that's my mindset. And I just get the same feeling from Keith's team. But again, he gained seven years. He fixed his salary cap. Not well, not looking at the overall picture. It's probably a really good trade for him. And he was never getting more than that for Henry.
0: No, no. I don't think so at all. I mean, a guy coming off of –
1: the one thing you have is that he came back at
0: the end of the year, so that alleviates a little bit of the injury concern. Um, But, you know, just just like we had talked about going into last season, Henry had had something close to 400 carries the year before, and if you look at all of the history of the NFL, that told you that he had about a 5% chance of making it through this next season healthy. And he didn't. You know, this is the season that just ended. He missed essentially half the season maybe a little more than that. And so now when you have a guy with the amount of carries that Henry has had in this career, who is entering his age 28 season, which is usually the start of your downslide and most definitely not part of your upswing, you know, you, you put those things together and you have a compelling statistical case against Henry's success.
1: Yeah. You forgot the, uh, the marker of the 1600 carries to or 1800 carries.
0: Well, I, I, I hadn't thrown the number out there, but I was saying that he had hit that threshold. because um, yeah, I mean he's he's well and above the the sixteen hundred carry mark. Or you know, if you factor in college, it's two thousand. I mean, there there's there's no yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's no definitive way that, that that's defined. But this guy is a guy who in college and then after his sophomore season in the NFL, just gotten carry after carry after carry. And yeah, it, he's at the point, I, I get that he's on a different level than even NFL players are, but none of us are, are invincible. But is he on
1: a different level?
0: It's fallen the way you're saying it's fallen. So when he's been healthy, there's been, even compared to other great NFL running backs, there's been very few that have been able to do the stuff that he's done to be as, as dominant in the run game as he's been, especially going down the stretch of a season when he stayed healthy. But I guess that's my point is that doesn't make that doesn't mean he's a mutant, you know. He's not superman, he's not superhuman, he's still a dude, you know, just more physically
1: gifted than than most. Right. So not to completely bash Luther's trade, Luther's side of the trade. Uh I think Luther has a bad taste in his mouth from last year, from going from uh first to worst there. Oh, I would imagine, yeah. So I uh, he's that looks like he's trying to gather some guns there to to get right back in the saddle here, so to speak. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and so the, the thing is I I just spent all that time talking about, you know, the statistics and stuff with Henry, even if he drops off this year, it's all about what you're buying. Right. Even if he drops off this year, he's probably head and shoulders above any other running backs on, on Luther's roster. So, I mean, this is a clear upgrade for him and, when I say I'm not in love with Henry this year, that means I don't think he's top 10, but I, I would say he's probably going to be top 20. You know, he's he's a year removed from the 380 touch season, and, and he is more physically dominant than any other running back in the last decade. And, and so you would imagine, you know, that he's still probably going to put up close to 1,000 yards. He's probably going to have in the neighborhood, if not more than 10 touchdowns. So you've still got a viable guy here. I don't I don't think it was a bad trade. I just... I think that it was a proper trade, whereas a year ago, you would have expected multiple first-round picks or something enormous for Henry. I think this was more an appropriate value for where he's at, right?
1: Yeah, going into last season, Henry was what? Two firsts and a third? Oh, yeah, all day. And maybe even a roster player to make it happen. Because he, he is that dominant. Like, like you said, um, when he plays, he mm-hmm. is still as dominant as ever. It's just starting to be the... How much is he going to be playing? Yeah. I yeah, mean, so. shit, like you said, dominance. He missed almost half the season and still finished as the number 14 back, I think, 15, something like yeah.
0: that. I think he went out, I think it was week seven, and he was still in the top 10 in week 15. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just unreal
1: dominance. I think he was number one for three weeks after he left or something, right? He was, yeah. Yeah, he absolutely was. So, I mean, that is dominance. Yeah. So, that boy, Luther, get, get back in the saddle, man.
0: So, one, one thing that's a little bit interesting, though, is Derrick Henry right now has uh, 1,401 career carries in the NFL. Yep. And he had 602 in college. So, yep. when he broke his foot, he was pretty much spot on at the 2,000 carry mark for his, his playing career. Wow. Just one of the one of those things because we talk about the two thousand mark when you include college or the eighteen hundred mark or seventeen hundred mark, whatever. Yep. If you if you don't, but he had fuckloads of carries in college, so yeah, he's he's at two thousand when you consider his college career right now. So, like I said, that doesn't mean he comes out and gets you know he he's a five hundred yard rusher this year and gets hurt. Or, I don't think that at all. I think he's probably going to have a strong season, but. I wouldn't be planning on him having a strong season
1: next year, like right. the following season. Yeah. Uh, I Again, gambling Joe here would be hard pressed to take that bet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Any other major trades that we didn't cover?
0: Um, yeah. I'm just kind of scrolling through. That's the thing. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been the podcast. So some of the stuff that has settled into the part of my mind that says it's old news now might still be something we haven't discussed before. But I think that we covered it. But that's some pretty blockbuster trades we've had as a, a result of the salary cap and, and RFAs
1: in general. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I know we talked about it at the beginning. Did we cover the Elliott trade? Uh, yeah, I thought we did, didn't we? Yeah, if we double covered it, yeah, so be it. Yeah. Um, so our new owner Frankie here came in and like completely see what she's doing on that side. Like she had to clean up that team. And she, she did a lot of housekeeping very quickly to that team. And it looks like it's in much better shape now. Um, it it looks like she can't, she doesn't have a rosterable team yet, but
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's on the right path, you know, but, uh, the one, the one concern I have for, for this is going to Disney. I know we've talked about the new owner already. Um, going to Disney, which is Frankie's team, the, our newest owner. The one thing is I think she's going to find this year, just how hard it is to get a hold of running back that, you know, she's got some good picks there and she'll probably be able to pick at least one usable one up in the draft. But right now she doesn't have a starting running back on her roster. And that's, that's a really risky play, but it's also maybe a lesson learned going into the season.
1: So I have not talked to Frankie. Um, so, so I don't know this. So when I was looking at it, I, I I will assume that she's not thinking that she's competing this year, and she just tore this team right down. Um, that this was sort of a botched team to begin with. Like we talked about last offseason too many, you know, mid price players, but yeah, just a lot of them. So she had to do some housekeeping on this team, and. Maybe she just took what she thought was probably close to maximum value for Elliot, but we'll, yeah. we'll get into the value in a minute. I, I actually think it was a little low, but but that's just my opinion. But yeah, there's there's two ways to think about it. Either she's going to learn, and, and maybe it's both, right? Yeah, maybe yep. she thinks oh, I got these draft picks. I'll get two startable running backs. Good luck. Well, like, good luck. One, good luck.
0: The one thing is, don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I don't, I look at it and I don't know that it was the wrong move to make. I just, if she has her eyes on this coming up season, I, I think that she's going to quickly learn a hard lesson about how hard it is to land running backs. But that doesn't mean that she should have sat on, you know, the uh, the geriatric duo there and gotten, tried to get one more year out of out of Zeke and Connor. I'm sure one, if not both of them, are going to have great seasons this year. It's not that they're too old to be good in the NFL anymore, but it's that this was the time to sell them if you were going to try to get assets from them
1: for a rebuild. These two, not to the same extent, but are Derrick Henry last year. Like, the value is the highest, the miles are on the tires, and it's it's time to trade them.
0: Yeah, and and so in that regard, I, I think it was a good trade for both sides. You know, I mean, obviously, Fish spent a good chunk of last year saying that he was not going to let himself be in that situation with running backs. And uh, yeah, Frankie came into a, a team that did need some rebuilding, you know, and had uh, a whole do- a whole bunch of eleven dollar players on. It.
1: Right, and oh yeah, uh, Fish uh is taking a cut at that fastball right now. Yeah, He's, he, you you can tell there was like I said, Luther with a, probably a little frustration. You can tell Fisher had some frustration. He wanted them playoffs. He, he was smelling the steak. And he I was gonna say, did it was not go so close. There. Yeah, it was close. Do with a. Uh, with one running back, not the caliber of these two, he makes the playoffs. Yeah, like I don't know who the number twenty-four running back is, but like, or the number twenty, like if he even had that, and if I'm not mistaken, Zeke still finished top ten, did he not? Uh, yeah, yeah, I
0: I forget his place, but he definitely was top ten. So seven, uh, seven overall. Uh,
1: there, there you go. You, Your pipe dream, in if you're. Thinking you're getting anything better than that. So even at uh, Zeke's not that old, right? 27 ish?
0: Uh, entering his 27th season. Yeah.
1: Okay. So he's one year past the prime, or one year past the upswing. Yep. So no, I, I actually like that trade a lot. That, yeah, I, I like that trade a real lot. James Conner is the same age. Yeah. And James Conner is a talented back. I think he got a little bad rap, you know, when he went to Arizona and stuff, but. I'm not mistaken. James Connor finished pretty high too. Was he top twelve?
0: Yeah, James Connor finished number five.
1: Yeah. So, you now that this is this, this this is a home run swing for fish. Only two. He's only getting one two years production out of these two, but the rest of his team's ready. Yeah, and I gotta believe he's figuring that he'll kind of fill in with some younger running backs. He's already got Pollard there for when they move on from Zeke. Mm-hmm. So that'll help and. You know, why he's got to pick up a, a younger running back along the way. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but I do. I like I like the move for both teams. Like you said, I mean, maybe Frankie could have held out for another pick or something, but, uh, you know, I don't know if there's anyone else in the top five that was in a position to make this trade. And I don't think Fish was in a place where he was going to give up more than what he did. So it's easy to sit here and say, oh, yeah, I, I would take the 1-5 and the 2-3 and the 2-11. But unless someone has those assets to give you, that doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, you're only getting what people are willing to pay, right? Yeah, and, and what they have. I mean. Right. So. That was about as good as she was getting. Yeah. I don't think there's too many of us that would have gave up uh, two fairly premium picks for these players.
0: No. I mean, there's probably a handful of teams. Maybe Luther, the Honda killer, would be yeah. in the, the running back market enough. Although he had just gotten Henry, but uh Anyways, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a solid trade. Those two picks should be players that contribute most likely immediately to, to Disney's team.
1: Right. All right. Now I think we're done. I think so. Like <laughs> I uh, said, uh, I apologize if we covered Fisher and back-to-back episodes. Yeah. yeah at least we know he'll listen to it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it's been so long since we put out an episode, we might be back to starting from one listener.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They probably forget we exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just scrolling down here. I don't see anything else. Ian Monahan's got a lot of transactions on here. I do. Yeah, when you gotta cut all these free agents and all this shit. Oh, as the commissioner going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ian, we all we always talk. We wanted to spur a little more trading. I I, I think this this league's got action. It certainly does.
0: Yeah, I would I would say that uh, the design there seems to be working. It puts. The league puts pressure on people to make moves to keep their teams
1: viable, which is excellent. And I don't know what the number is going to end up being, but like, you know, I've been scrolling around thinking I'd send out some trades and I haven't sent out anything in a while. Dude, just looking at like what draft picks people have, mm-hmm. dude, like nobody has their own. Oh, yeah. And there's some but- of my draft picks. I'm like, how the fuck this team get my draft pick? And I'm like, oh, it was traded twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there's 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 been a lot of that. I mean, I forget what round it
0: was, but there was one round in last year's draft where nobody had their own pick. It, no, one team had their own pick. Maybe it was the second round. I forget now. One team had their own pick, but they had traded it away, and it got roundabout traded back to them.
1: <laughs> oh, that is awesome, dude! I only got three picks this year, and none of them are mine. <laughs> well,
0: Let's see. I know I don't have my first
1: rounder. That
0: seems like a good investment right now.
1: I have your third. That wasn't a good investment, but you still got a championship, so fuck off. Yeah, I'll take it.
0: I don't know. I I, I mean, with the Camaro thing, I'm honestly not that worried about it. Oh, I yeah. You,
1: you denied my trade. I sent you over a nice trade and didn't want it. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, like it might be a tiny bit easier to get him from me than it was two weeks ago now. Whereas two weeks ago... There's nothing you could have given me that would have gotten them. And now, like, yeah, a first and a second pair, pair first, a first and a player. Like, but you're by listening and large, now. Uh, yeah, I'm at least looking at whatever comes across, but by and large, I'm not worried about it. Like, if this guy that they beat up, if it had been a woman, if it had been a child, if it had been fuck a dog, you, you know,
1: taken my fifth,
0: <laughs> if it was, yeah, if it was. A, a gay man if it was you know the, the list of affected groups could go on and on but the fact that they wouldn't just beat up some other dude i think it goes away i mean i think we're looking at a three game suspension and that this guy makes it so that kid that guy's kids don't have to worry about paying for college no
1: more. oh yeah you know that's coming over there yeah so out uh, of court one point three million dollars yeah. Suspend so me for three games, and I'm all done.
0: There's no public outcry. There's no, you know, football players are bastards, and they're too violent. Get this guy out of
1: the NFL. Like, I haven't heard anything about it. You know what I mean? Like I, Yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. even tell you the trial got pushed back or anything. Like, no one's making any big deal out of it. It's not in the, the mainstream, so to speak. You know? Yeah. Websites and shit like that, and, and I actually look at like quite a few different websites. So you think something was on somewhere, at, yeah. and I've read nothing about
0: it. And and that's what's that's what's bolstering my confidence is people punch each other all the time. It's not all that often you go to jail for it, especially if you're able to give the person one point three million dollars to tell them not to press charges. So that's my belief. Unless this guy's an Atlanta Falcons fan, I think we're in good. Shape. <laughs> Did you know that Alvin Kamara works for NASCAR as well?
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, he's, I forget the job title, brand ambassador or something like that. Basically, trying to turn young football fans on to NASCAR. Because okay. him and that, that other driver, uh, Bubba Wallace, are good friends. So NASCAR okay. reached an agreement with him to try to appeal to NFL fans. When I looked it up the other day, NASCAR hadn't decided to drop him, much less the NFL, you know? I was like, okay, well, if NASCAR sticking with the guy,
1: then the NFL, we're probably in good shape. Yeah, if he's a front face for NASCAR, so to speak. Yeah. At least and, in, a, in a division, right? Yeah. Like, and, and the has, younger fan. And they don't drop him. Yeah, you're probably in good shape. Yeah, I
0: mean, he's obviously not a competitor or a driver, or even a, a pit crew guy. He's just like right. a dude that says, yeah, NASCAR's cool, and they pay him for it. And they're not exactly. even dropping, dropping him as a spokesman, so –
1: yeah i I think you're in good shape there
0: yeah that said multiple first I'm willing to listen anyone
1: anyone dude I heard a first and a third isn't that what you said yeah I'm just kidding i I'd listen to offers but I'm, I'm not looking to trade him. dude I ain't got no money don't worry about me <laughs> I think there's gonna be a not not a lot from Joe this year well maybe, maybe. until I make a trade or something.
0: Not not a lot from a lot of people. So we kind of already mentioned it, but I got 90 bucks. That's enough for me to draft my players and hold 50 bucks back. You've got a little over 100. Big Fish is sitting at minus 50. He's got some reckoning to do. Uh, Maintenance Woes is at 84, so under 100. Augie 5 is at 94, under 100. Legion of Boom is at 47. Buffalo Pollux is at 64. Team Vito is at 63. And Honda Killers at 21. So nine out of 12 teams have under $100
1: available. Oh, fuck. So like, I'm thinking I'm in bad shape and I got more money than most people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what? one thing that's skewing that right now is uh, a lot of players just got at the, after the Super Bowl. So the official end of the league season in the NFL, a lot of players automatically get bumped off of IR.
1: Yep. So we can't hide them no more.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that's exposing some of the hidden money from people's rosters. So, I mean, the only people still eligible are like uh, people on the exempt list or certain injury classes or be on the, like the pup list, the commissioner's list, which is, that's where
1: Calvin Ridley is. Say. Yeah, I didn't play with it as soon as the offseason started. And maybe it was last episode or something. I told you when you fixed down my Google sheet. I just mm-hmm. took them all off. I need to see a real number. Yeah. Yep. Like I know that number can be much bigger. Like I don't have to put any draft picks on my team, right? I exactly. Can even, even hide a second year player in here somewhere. And I'd be crazy to think that there ain't going to be three of these guys on IR at some point. Well, by training camp. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I always try to leave mine low just so I don't, I don't want to spend like a drunken sailor. There was at one point last year I had picked up a player and I had to cut him. And you asked on the episode, why the hell I had to cut him? Yeah. Because I had to sign him on game day and I couldn't afford to pay him the $10. Like it was, I was, I was tight. <laughs> yeah. I got you. So I want to be a little more financially responsible. Sure. I mean, I'll spend all the fake money that I can, but like, I need to have something there. Yeah. So what you're telling me is half these teams can't even sign their draft picks
0: uh. No, there's only a few that can't, Um, but yeah, there's a couple that can't. So, you know, Legion of boom has $47 and an extra first round pick. Jeremy's got two first round picks now. Yep. $63. So there's, there's still some cap crunching to come, especially as we get in into, especially as we get through regular free agency. And I think that's probably part of what's been keeping RFA so quiet is, people don't have a lot of money to spend, or at least there's a few teams that do. I'm a little bit surprised that some of the teams there haven't made splashier bids on some of the players that have come up that would discourage owners from retaining, you know, like, and I I kind of put a text out there about it, is that you're not just bidding against everyone else, you're bidding against the current owner to get them to not retain as well. So, I mean, if you got someone who has a $15 player that they like and you bid $17, that doesn't move to me, but... When you got under a hundred dollars in cap space and you go from fifteen to thirty or thirty-five, you know, if it's a player you want on your team, those are the kind of bids that are gonna force people to not match.
1: Right. You gotta put the pressure on the owner. You're not yeah. really you're sort of bidding against other people just because they're there, but you're bidding yeah. against the owner of the player. Yeah. Just like uh, you said 15-17, so that Shaq Thompson today. Yeah. I put a very low number on him. I did not want to pay him twenty dollars. And at the point where I was like, do I bid 17 or 19? Like I thought, that eh, two bucks ain't making him keep them or not keep them. Yeah. So I one shot to fire, fired my shot, he kept them all over. Yeah. But that's a case of I don't have thirty-five dollars to spend on. Neither does he, but yeah, yeah. You know, I don't really have it. Now, Frankie, who was bidding on, who does have money, she throws that $30 pressure on us, and neither one of us are going there.
0: Well, yeah, and and she had thrown a bid on him. And I guess that's – you know, her linebacking quarter right now, though, is pretty solid. So does she need to spend a bunch of money to steal an RFA away? Probably not. I mean, she's got Parsons, and she's got that – I would guess Dre Greenlaw would be her other starter, but she's got that Zach Cunningham as well from Houston.
1: No, I mean she didn't actually need the player at all. But I'm just yeah. saying, if she wanted, she could have more easily put the pressure on, yeah. on, on Keith. Because I'm telling you, I was out after I kept saying 20, and I was like, now 19 is the number. So I was out after two more dollars. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's difficult. I, I, dude, I don't even have enough money to like mess with people and like bid players up. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, I couldn't get caught with a uh, Philip Lindsay or something right now. It'd be devastating. I <laughs> mean,
0: well, just I'm saying. sure you've noticed I've been, been pretty quiet throughout the whole process
1: as well. I mean, just well, I'll give everyone the tip. There might be one or two guys I actually do want, they're just not up yet. Yeah. But again, just a set number. And if people go over it, they go over it. Plus, Keith don't have money, so another 17 bucks that he spent, it's all right. But yeah, we've been. Been Working
0: through the list, so we're down. We started off with about a hundred players and we're down at 45 right now. Left to uh left to auction.
1: Ain't too bad. Two a day. Sometimes we're getting three or four. Yeah. All yeah right, look, I'm looking at the list now. Anything else really interesting on here, Ian?
0: Uh on the RFA list? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Tom Brady got retained for
1: $37 and then retired the next day. Yeah. I'm more talking the guys that are still left on the list.
0: Oh, I see. I thought you were talking about
1: reviewing who's yep. going. Yeah, yeah sorry. So, I, jumped, I jumped around on you a little bit there. Just,
0: I mean, kind of scrolling through, uh, Sam Hubbard could be somewhat interesting. Defensive lineman with a minimum bid of 11, 11.50. Um, yeah, if, for a running back needy team, Mark Ingram could be interesting. He'd be the presumed starter, assuming <laughs> Kamara does get uh, suspended to start the season. What else we got there? Dante Foreman. That should that should be one of the hotter ones left on the list, I would imagine.
1: Deontay Foreman should get some action there.
0: Yeah, that, that's a name that should spark everyone's curiosity, I would think. Just was this last year a fluke, or is he going to go get a job somewhere? What's that going to look like?
1: Especially at $5.60, he sends us start his bid. So yeah. his first bid, 6 bucks. Yeah, not bad.
0: Any interest
1: yeah. in... Uh, Jordan Hicks? Yeah, not really.
0: I mean, there should be some interest in him out there. But for me, my linebacking room is is pretty sad. Um, But I, I think that by design, he starts to get pushed out of that defense this year. You know, I mean, they got that Zayvon Collins last year. And even at that point, they had told Hicks he could start to seek a trade. And then you give Collins a year of development, maybe he actually takes that step forward this year.
1: Didn't they draft Simmons really high? The year before also yeah the year yeah. before Davis so they got two first round linebackers there yeah yep Jordan Hicks at the nine dollars might be a little bit of a stash guy I know that might be a little expensive for a stash guy maybe nobody signs him and you get him for 75% of that price but yeah yeah so yeah I got um, slight interest there. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say it's it's interesting but you know it's interesting for what it is. Like to me Anthony Walker is a lot more interesting.
1: Uh, Anthony Walker is interesting to me,
0: yeah. Sitting there at a dollar, 27 years old,
1: played well when he got an opportunity, yeah. Yeah, any interesting, uh, Quez Rock Watkins? Uh, for me, no, none. Think it might gander a little bit of attention. You think well, you can paint this scenario where uh, what's her court, Jalen Hurts, there Mm -hmm. takes a little bit of progression. What else they got after uh, Smith? I mean other than their two first round wide receivers? Who's the other? Uh Rager's not doing. Yeah, but neither is Watkins. I I mean maybe, but I don't know. It it's not for me. I'm just the general question of
0: so you remember the conversation we had about Rashad Bateman last year?
1: Oh yes. That this
0: brings to mind that. So we take a Lamar Miller like Lamar Lamar Miller esque quarterback, but who's not as good. And then start looking at his third receiver. I just, I'm sure there's some excitement there. There's certainly the chance to have big games. Like, I think he's a pretty talented kid. But again, like, how excited are you going to get? What did he get this year? I'm going to estimate he got about 65 targets. Look at that. I just opened it up. He got 62 targets. So without even looking him up, I had a good idea what his role in the offense was. So next year, 80. But he's getting those targets from Jalen Hurts. So Seventy percent, seventy-five percent tops catch catch percentage. Yeah. So you're, look, you're looking at a guy fifty-six catches for somewhere in the neighborhood of eight hundred fifty yards and three to five touchdowns. I mean, is there interest there? Yeah, I think yeah, there should be at that. I was going to say, yeah, if he's on waivers, if I could pick him up for six bucks or or maybe up to eight or ten, maybe, and then use him like I used freaking Laquan Treadwell this year to because everyone else on my team died. I mean, there's that level of interest, but to be someone that I'm excited about going to bidding on, for me, not a lot. And that's saying something. I, I think I'm the most wide receiver DD team in the
1: league. You, you gotta be one of them anyways. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't see anything overly interesting aside from them players. We kind of mentioned.
0: No, that's the thing is and it, we've talked and talked about this, about how do you decide who to cut and not cut. But I think, 60% of the list of what's left over here could just be deleted because no one's gonna bid on them. But you know, I do that and then I delete Tyler Conklin from the list and someone's like, That was my guy, you know. Right. So so that, that's the that's the tough part. Yeah, that that's just my opinion on
1: it. Yeah, you you had you know, we didn't do this on the record, but um do you have anything on RFA and the rule changes? I know that's something we're gonna get to here
0: um no because i I don't it's not in real changes because i think that's just more fluid than that i think we can kind of change it as we go like the actual format is is
1: i don't know i just don't feel like that's something that we have to worry about too much oh you were talking doing something like for a team or something
0: oh that well one was the rfa day where we have a set time period to modify rfas and then then the other one that I was brainstorming, I mean, was putting up for a vote, maybe having a maximum amount of RFAs per team. And so what that would mean is say you come to the end of the season, you had 10 players on one-year deals that would be entering RFA, is that say you have a maximum of five and anything, you could pick which five out of those players you want, send them to RFA and the other five automatically just get dropped to free agency And so that would, like this year, we started off with, it's like 103 or something. It was right around 100 RFAs, which is, just feels like a lot. And if we maximized it at five per team, that would be a maximum of 60, or even four per team would be a maximum of 48, but not every team's going to have the maximum. So that could bring you in the 40 to 50, 55 range, which if we started with 55, we would be done right now. So it would be just a more compact experience. And then, like I said, continue doing it through text messages, or uh, or have the one day thing where we just have a a couple hour auction and try and knock it all out at once.
1: So cutting that number down in half, if that feels right to me, and, and why I say that is, so we're we're probably chasing a little bit of the first two years of this league where we just had like money out our asshole and we we're just like, yeah, completely beating up on each other. RFA was naturally going to slow down as salary cap restrictions and stuff like that came into place. Absolutely. So, like, we never wanted that fun to stop, right? We were just two months of just bidding up players on, like, you know, Mitch and shit like that. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, A- and and I don't want to say it's boring because it's still very fun, but it it's not as fun as that was now that we ha- we do have these salary cap restrictions. Yeah, Like, I, I can't run anybody up right now. Like, that's just not even in my playbook right now. Yeah, absolutely. Or is it, guys? Just saying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but so condensing, and I think is probably the right answer. You, you don't want to have it too long where everyone completely loses interest. Yeah. Like, like, to be honest, four players a team sounds right to me. Like, cutting it just about directly in half plus a handful of players. But, like I only had one RFA this year. So if yeah. you went if you went by that, you're at a maximum of 45 if everybody else had the max, kept yeah. four maximum. And again, you can do it like at, at that point you can decide if you want to do one or two players a day. Yeah. Like you do two and you're done in under a month. You do one and you're it's a month and a half. Like that is that seems to be a very acceptable time frame. So yeah,
0: I I, I think so. I mean, I, I think that would be good for it. I guess one of the things I missed in, you know, I, I like to pat myself on the back a lot about, Oh, I designed the, the league to have this. And I designed it the third year, you know, we'd hit salary cap trouble. And one of the things I missed was that when I designed it, I thought naturally there would be a lot less players available for RFA because people wouldn't keep a lot of players, especially ones that they value on one year deals and that, When we got to the end of the season, people wouldn't necessarily keep players they had no interest in retaining and and shovel them into RFA, that they just cut them and there wouldn't be any bidding on it. I I thought it would be more the occasional, you know, a player or two, at most three per team that you forgot to sign or that you had picked up in the middle of the season. Elijah Mitchell, perfect example. You pick him up in the season thinking, okay, he's going to be a stopgap guy for me for a week or two and throughout the season emerges, and all of a sudden you have a guy you picked up on a one-year that now looks like he's the starting running back with a stranglehold on the position. At least right now it looks that way. Who knows? So that was sort of the design for RFA, and I knew early on, first year, first two years, I did know there'd be a lot of them because, one, people getting used to it, and, two, we just had the draft, and people trying to figure out how to assign years. But my thought had been that by this time, coming into this season, that there would be very few RFA's. And so it wouldn't be quite so cumbersome. So it it actually really surprised me to see that there were a hundred coming into this, into this session. And and I'd even put out a couple of texts early on in the bidding. You know, if there's players you don't feel like retaining, doesn't really benefit you to bring them into RFA, except maybe to see your league mates bid like idiots. But, um, but yeah, that's something that I missed. And I think adjusting it with a cap of, like I said, four as we're sitting here talking about it, four almost feels right. Um, that you can carry into RFA. And anyone else that makes it to the end of a one year deal, we would then have to decide as a league, do they automatically go in free agency or can I think you have to, because if you say you could automatically retain them, then you would drop your four shitty players into RFA and retain the ones you wanted.
1: Right. They they have to hit free agency.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so RFA at that point almost becomes like a protection thing where you have a player that you didn't want to make it to the end of their contract, but you didn't get them re-signed in time for whatever reason. And so you can designate up to four for that. That That's something that could be sensible to to just streamline the the process a little bit. So it really wasn't designed to have 100-plus players to bid, bid on
1: every year. So some of that's going to end um, just naturally. I think there's... Uh, Aside from maybe Frankie, and Frankie, please listen to this conversation and ask Stephen if you don't actually understand what we're saying here about signing these players. I think the non-signing a player that you think anything that's going to be good is going to stop. I, I think this is kind of the last year that you know a couple of guys paid for their players, and they were like, you know what? Verizon offers unlimited text messages, and I have Ian's number. Like, I can take care of this.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I I think some of that's going to go away.
0: Yeah, I I think so, too. I do. Um, You know, what you'll start to bump into is, and this is why there is a year's cap, but what you'll start to bump into is now everyone you sign gets multiple years. Now you'll, I think the next swing of the pendulum will be that halfway through the season, you'll start having trouble where you pick someone up, you want them on a two-year, but you only have one year available, which is great because then it forces move some talent around well it it forces some decisions to be made forces forces some strategy there um and, and that's the whole reason for having that so you don't just sign everyone to a five year deal or a three year or even a two year is your your cap years are also a finite resources a resource that admittedly is is more available to be fudged like if you're at 80 years you're still allowed to sign a player you just can't extend them multiple years kind of thing so um But yeah, I I think that'll be the other end of that. And we'll see if it takes a season or two for that to play out. And uh, eventually it'll start to settle in the middle where people have kind of a gut feel for when to assign years, when when not to, you know, maybe more shortening of contracts where you shorten a contract, not for the explicit reason of being able to cut that player, but you shorten it because you only want to give Darius Slayton one more year so you can extend Nico Collins to two. Right.
1: Th- so. This is still still a young league, so we're still going through some attrition on figuring everything out.
0: Yeah, and, and it's different. I mean, there isn't a podcast. You could, Well, <laughs> ironically, there is.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, you can't go to the fantasy footballers or the football guys or even, even like dynasty nerds a little bit more hardcore podcasts. You can't go there and hear about how to manage a team in this league setup because this is – designed from the ground up to be unique you know I, I didn't just steal this format off of a website modify it a little bit like and i'm sure there's other leagues out there that do a lot of similar things it's not like i you know discovered the holy grail or anything here but um yeah this this isn't your run-of-the-mill well it's not your run-of-the-mill league that would be redraft right absolutely and then it's not your run-of-the-mill dynasty because it has salary cap but even when I hear about different salary cap leagues, it's also not your run-of-the-mill salary cap league. There's a little bit more nuance by putting, like, the contract cap, the year's cap. That that in itself changes things like I was just talking about. So, you know, the point being, there's definitely a learning curve here. I mean, it's uh, – the more experience you have in the league even probably gives you a, a small but a slight advantage. You know, the more time you – spend obsessing about the rules charter, maybe gives you a slight, tiny advantage, stuff like that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Th- this league does come with a free podcast, though. Normally yeah. every week during the season, a little sporadic during the offseason, and it does give you these little tips along the way.
0: It, it sure does. And I, you know, that's funny. Like, I, I wasn't planning as, as a way to plug the podcast when I said, it's not like there's a podcast you can go listen to about this. But, <laughs> but yes, there is. But of course, if you're here this, you've already figured that out, I guess.
1: I don't know. They didn't hear some things for ten weeks. Oh uh, yeah. It might be time to stop twisting that knife. I think it's
0: the point's been made.
1: Yeah, I figure it's the last year I can get out of it. So
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, are you can there'll be some other piece of advice that doesn't get listened to next year.
1: Uh, who knows? They might be taking notes by now, Ian. <laughs> so you were speaking about uh, you know, giving you the slight advantage and um everything else looking through that rules charter, like something like, you know, no life Joe does at times. Um, you don't have on here as a possible rule change. I didn't know if you were going to executive order this Joe. Um, but you were talking about not being able to shorten the contracts after week 10. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, cause that's a loophole. I completely exploited. Yeah.
0: You would one or two other people, but, uh, no, that that was, so basically what you're getting at is we got rid of what we called the penalty-free period, where at the end of the season, you could cut players and not take any dead cap. We got rid of that, and this was the first year it was gone, and some opportunistic members of the league noticed, well, I could just shorten the person's contract to one year, and then when the new league year starts, they'll be at zero years, and the dead cap drops away. So, Yeah, because of that that that's not vote that's not a vote. Um, No, starting next season, you won't be able to short a player's contract after after the trade deadline.
1: Probably the right answer. I mean, even though I exploited the whole thing, like, yeah, it it was it was a loophole that I was jumping through, and probably something that should not be available to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. A couple players noticed it. And it would only expand from there, but trying to change it this year isn't right. So I made the change. Like I said, it's it's not something votable. It falls under you know the betterment of the league clause in the charter that it hurts the league to leave it like that. But um, yeah, so I, I made that change and effective starting you know week one of next season that'll be the case. Is after the trade deadline you won't be able to shorten contracts. All right. So, Again, kind of forcing you to call your shot on a player before the end of the season.
1: Oh sure, I mean I I deferred. I I don't know what it was. I'll take a guess twelve dollars in dead cap space from this year by shortening yeah. them contracts and getting rid of them, and, and being as tight as I am. Twelve bucks, twelve bucks right now. Mm-hmm. I, that's like two free agents or something. Two lower line free agents, you know. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, I just kind of wanted to get that out there and make sure we for anybody yeah. else that was uh, exploiting the loopholes with me. Now you know. Yeah. You don't get it next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and the one thing I'll say is the people that had done it, I, I told them directly, like, this is the last year you're going to be able to. and then So now it's on the podcast, so part of the public record and everything. I didn't hide it, that it was available from anyone, but I also didn't advertise it. The people that sorted it out were able to take advantage of it, but it, it was a one-time
1: thing. All right, so I'm going to have to dig for a different loophole next year.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll just keep closing them. One at a time.
1: Keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm.
0: But no, it's good. Like I said, I mean, one person like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm really sorry, or something along those lines. I like it's going to help my team or something, you know, I was telling them and I tell everyone that I love it. You know, when people find this stuff and the rules and that, like what that tells me is people are interested enough that they're digging through that charter, trying to find a way to to take advantage of things. Like, that's great.
1: And dude, you ain't cheating. You ain't trying, right?
0: Yeah. And, and like you said, you got 10 or 12 bucks of dead cap space dropped off for this coming season. It, yeah, that's an advantage. But does it tilt the league that that happens? No. If you had found a way where you were going to get you know, 50 bucks or even 30 bucks or something where now all of a sudden you can afford another upper tier player with, with an exploit. I might've shut it down this season, but you know, if you can gain some small advantage that doesn't tilt the league, uh, you let it go for the one season and then fix it. Right. In my opinion.
1: Right. Like, like you said, I wasn't, I wasn't ripping off millions here guys. Yeah. I, I got like a couple candy bars. Yeah. <laughs> like I need them.
0: Yeah, he, he didn't steal an Elijah Mitchell. He stole a Philip Lindsay.
1: Exactly. Something nobody really wanted and paid too much for anyways. Yeah.